Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, it's really good in this show to celebrate the very best of Northampton and Northamptonshire and its businesses, and especially businesses that do a lot in the community for the community. And recently, um, we heard from Ben Thomas, of all things business, who had put on a wonderful Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards evening. And we're going to try and get a few of the uh, winners coming in in different weeks. But today, I'm delighted to welcome um, a representative of the winner of the Employer of the Year Award, the Employer of the Year Award. And so it's a big welcome to um, the Group HR Director of Scott Barder, based in Wollaston, um, Julie Thorburn. Julie, welcome to the show. Um, this must have been quite a, a nice award to get, I would imagine. Yes, it was, Adrian. Um, it was a really nice surprise. Um, so we did join that evening and we all dressed to impress, as uh, mentioned before. And um, we were really pleased that we got the award and very, very proud. What were there any citations or any reasons why the judges sort of chose Scott Barter? I think you know we submitted our application to it, um, and our, our, to be honest, we we are on a journey. Um, Scott Barter has been in Northampton for a long time. We are employee owned. We are different, and I suppose we try really hard to be. Um, a good employer and to allow our employees to be the best that they can be. Um, last year, as you know, with COVID and everything was a rather um, a, a, a difficult year for all of us, employers, employees, colleagues, as we uh, as we refer to our employees as. And it was challenging for all of us. But we also put a lot of things in place to support them and to support everybody, not just in the UK, but around the world. Um, so we are a work in progress, as I say. But um, we do have uh, an approach that we look after colleagues and to do the best that we can uh, that we can for them. Of course. So your your colleagues are effectively your owners then, as an employee-owned business, and we're talking about quite a big business, aren't we? With what uh, nearly seven hundred employees around the world, of whom about half are in the in Northamptonshire. Yeah, that's right. We are, uh, we've been recruiting quite a lot lately, actually, and not just in the UK, but at our other sites. So we are about 700. We should be probably about 730 by the end of 2021 uh, with the investment that we're doing in, uh, in Asia and in the, the US, but also uh, some other positions that we've got in the UK with uh, an increase in volume as well. So we're a bit, we'll be, as I say, about 733 by the end of 2021. And so with, about half of those are in the UK. So with half then around the world, this uh, concept of employee engagement, or to use perhaps an old fashioned, rather uh, uglier term, industrial democracy, you know, does it work uh, as well around the world? Does everybody appreciate it, understand it as, as perhaps we do here? Well, we have a structure in place uh, to allow uh, colleagues to have a voice. So on our manufacturing sites, so if we have more than 50 uh, colleagues working at a site, we put in uh, what we call an employee body. And, and they are there to talk about issues, um, 
promote different things that are happening in their own sort of country. We then have uh, MA representatives and they represent different parts of the world and they come together probably every two months. The company representatives come to the MA and uh, report on what's going on and also to ask feedback from the MA on different uh, initiatives that we're doing. Um, and they certainly have uh, input into uh, what like uh, mergers and acquisitions, things like that, what we are doing with the salary review, what we're doing with bonuses. So they do have a voice that way. Um, and as I say, we have local employee bodies in five of our different sites. By MA, you refer to the members assembly, the assembly yeah, of members of, of the Commonwealth or colleagues, yes. yes? Yeah, MA is the members assembly. Okay, now Scott Barter, um, it's, a set, it's, a, it's a special year this year, isn't it? It is. It is a centenary year for us uh, coming up towards the end of April. Um, and not only that, it's also uh, anniversary of that we have been employed own organisation for 70 years as well. At the well, same time. That is quite remarkable. And um, I don't know if many people are aware of Scott Barter. We have featured them on the show before, but it is one of our county's biggest em employers. It's based uh, in Wollaston. Um, which is, of course is famous as well for Dr. Martin's um, shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think in many ways, um, more people need to hear a lot more about uh, Scott Bard because it has been quite innovative over the years, done some remarkable things. What's the core business of Scott Bard, Julie? We are a chemical company and we are focused on being a speciality uh, polymer business. Um, we have... Um, got a number of different products and we're focusing a lot more now not just in the marine business which has been core for us for a number of years but we're branching out into transportation particularly rail continue with marine and also for now venturing into different personal care products okay and around the world the sort of representation i mean how many different countries have got factories or offices we have probably got a say five manufacturing sites and we have got 14 uh, offices around the globe um, we've just done a recent recruitment in Italy now, so that is also a new um, a location for us too. Mm. And you've come into the uh, company, what, a couple of years ago, yes? Yes, I joined you back at the end of September 2019, so probably just about 18 months now. And you've been in uh, HR, Human Resources, all your working career? Yes, far too many to remember, but yes, always worked in HR, but always sort of been with uh, manufacturing industries, automotive, papermaking, engineering companies. Um, and I was in a chemical company before coming into uh, Scott Barder at that time. All right, but you've come into perhaps for the first time, I, I would imagine, an employee-owned business. So what have been the sort of, you know, observations or reflections uh, after 18 months of, of that change where your colleagues that... Uh, are your owners? It's been interesting because um, prior to joining Scott Barder, I worked for a private equity company and I hadn't worked in one of those before. So coming from private equity into employee ownership, then there are big differences. As you say, we're uh, Scott Barder, we're employee owned and employees have a, uh, a say in what we do uh, through the employee bodies and also the members assembly. Um, so that is very different. And we really do take their feedback on board uh, to take that in and to shape what we actually do. It also gives us the opportunity to be a lot more longer term focused, that we're not going to be, um, you know, taken over, sold or anything like that. So that can give us the long term uh, view that we actually need rather than being very much focused on short termism and looking to cut costs. 
we've been investing in lots of particular areas um, and recognizing what that actually means. Um, so I do, I do like the model that we've got. As I say, we are a work in progress and I think we still got a lot to do, um, but it is an interesting model that I, now that I've seen it, I can actually say that I do think it works. Indeed. And Scott Barr is a leading light in the employee ownership sector, right? I think it's member number two after John Lewis partnership of the Employee Ownership Association. Yes, that's right. So we've been obviously um, number two. Um, John Lewis, obviously sizable, not quite that big. Um, but yes, we've been as part of that organisation for a long time. So with a centenary coming up then, I presume there's going to be, well, COVID willing, um, some big celebrations, maybe a big party. Yes, we are looking at that. We've actually issued out a newsletter this week to say that's what's going to be happening uh, that week. We've got lots of uh, um, special bunting going up. Um, we have uh, some events happening on the Tuesday. I can't say too much about that. There will be an unveiling. Um, we have then got the actual day that we've got a, a global webinar uh, where we've got the uh, our chairman, Paul Smith, um, Robert Gibson of the Commonwealth Board, Sam Boostred of the MA and Kevin uh, Matthews, a CRO, um, presenting to us as the uh, colleagues. Um, and as a party, we've got cake and we've got some goodie bags. I can't say what's in them. Um, and then we've got some other activities going on for the rest of the week in the UK and equally out in all of our different sites. Fantastic. Well, it's a great um, testament to the organisation, right? It's 100 years old, 70 years, no, let me think, 1940, 41, it came to Northamptonshire and yeah. 51, it became employee owned. Yes, so that's right. 70 years, you know, uh, as employee owned business, showing that you can be different and you can be um, successful. So how does the organisation look towards the next 100 years then? Because we're living in a very fast changing business environment now. So, um, you know, is the organisation confident that it will survive the next hundred? Yeah, I think so. We have been going through um, under Kevin, who's our CEO, Kevin Matthews, who joined us um, in August 2019, is looking at our strategic plan and where we want to be. As I say, we're perhaps moving more into a polymer specialist and focusing in different market segments, not just in market segments, but also the geographies, as I say, in Asia and in North America. Um, and we are, we have started that journey of communicating that last year, COVID come along, so we weren't able to do as much as what we wanted to. We're revamping that a little bit at this moment in time. Um, we've, uh, and we've got some areas of priorities and we will be starting to communicate that out to our colleagues to see, this is where we see that we're going. This is how you can contribute and to set a clear sort of road path between now and 2025 which will ultimately allow us to achieve our 2036 vision. Indeed, but just um, a quick summary of how, you know, COVID has affected the business and, and some of the changes perhaps and how you've got through it. Well, COVID affected us as it did everybody else. So where we've got different sites, then unfortunately our South African site closed uh, through the government changes, as did Canada. The UK then, um, we had a number of people on furlough. Um, and also our French organization, they had a similar approach to furlough. Um, so we managed that as best we could. We put a financial support mechanism in place to keep colleagues at a certain level of their income. We allowed them to use uh, holidays to take uh, an advance of a bonus payment that was due to be paid um, all the way through that. And we also put in a hardship fund, which the company contributed to and also colleagues contributed to that as well 
so colleagues who were going through any hardship were able to take uh, a loan from that particular fund to help them over um, their, their, their financial uh, sort of difficulties mm. they were experiencing. Well, a great example of solidarity there. So does being an employee-owned business, have you noticed then the change in how the employees, you know, their relationship with their employer, but also their relationship with their assets now? And, you know, when we sort of said that we were doing the hardship fund and we were only expecting that to be company contributions to it, uh, we did have a number of colleagues come forward to say that they would like to contribute to. Um, so we allowed that to uh, people to make a deduction from their salary, either as a one off payment or uh, on a monthly basis for a period of three or four months. Um, we have paid that back to them as um, we did to do it as a, a loan to the company. We have paid that back. But that was an initiative from the colleagues to actually then help to put some monies and funds into the hardship fund. Mm. And the organisation, as well as looking after its employees, you also do an awful lot of charity work. We do. I suppose one example of that is um, with obviously COVID impacting, certainly in Wollaston, we've got a local school um, and we've been in the process of, would you believe, moving from Lotus Notes to Outlook, um, which has been um, very well received from the organisation. Um, and we had a number of uh, laptops, so we actually revamped those, wiped them and then donated them to the local school so that their um, students would be able to work from home during the, the lockdown that they were experiencing as well. Okay, well, it's one of many um, initiatives, I think, that mm -hmm. I'm certainly aware of, and not just here in the UK, but obviously wherever you have an, a presence, yes? Yes, we've done similar things uh, to support the local uh, environment, or the local, local community, sorry. Okay, well, look, any more awards on the horizon, Julie? Uh, not that we've submitted yet, but uh, we will be looking to see what we can do. Um, I think it's a, a great recognition of what we, 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 we do as an organisation. Mm. Um, and so we will be looking for some other things that we can put ourselves forward to. We do have investors and people in the UK, so we're up for recognition of that. And we're also starting our journey to um, complete or to achieve the BSI standard for diversity and inclusion as well. So that's something that we would like to get over the next few years. Fantastic. Well, sounds like you've got your hands full, but what a, what a lovely and interesting company. One of our stars in the county, Scott Barder, specialty chemical company, international or multinational specialty uh, chemical company. Julie, Group HR Director for Scott Barder. Thank you ever so much for coming on to the show and talking about this. Congratulations on the award. Um, Employer of the Year in Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards. What a lovely way to kick off the uh, celebratory centenary season, no? It has been brilliant. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com dot com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.